and this is the podcast, Go Be Great. There's no such thing as TMI here, so let's chat, meet amazing humans, and have conversations about life, confidence, and more without the filter. Come hang weekly as I shed light on the topics we often feel we need to hide as we celebrate the ebbs and flows of learning what being great really looks like. Buckle up, buttercups, and let's go be great together. This show is brought to you by Female Alliance Media, by women, for women. Hello, hello. Welcome back, fam. I am so excited that you're here. There's been a lot going on this week. This has been an extremely busy week in the best way. Let me just clarify. It is in the best of ways. So for starters, let's do some like business corner stuff. Two big announcements. One, if you are not following me on Instagram yet, first off, girl, what are you doing? That's where it's really real. Get over there. Um, at Becca DeChico. And also, the link in my bio is for the pre-order of the hard copy on the book that I co-authored with a bunch of other women. Um, and it is there. The pre-order link is there. I'm going to be placing a big bulk order next week through the publisher, and I would love to be able to send you a copy. So definitely click on that form, fill it out. You can also uh, make payment information on there too. So check it out. It's on the link in my bio. I'm also going to put it in the show notes. Secondly... I am coming out with a Go Be Great guided journal. Yes, you heard that right. Guided journal. Um, I've been really into this. I'm going to be working with the same publisher that I worked with for the book, uh, Body Bliss Book 2. And she reached out saying, like, you should probably think about doing some type of workbook. However, I was talking with my friend and she was like, Stop trying to give me homework. And I was like, that's what it is. I could not, I did not like the term workbook. And that's why my teacher brain correlates workbook with homework. And that's what I did not want it to be. So we're going to call it a guided journal. And this is going to be if you are a veteran journal writer and you are just looking for something new, maybe a different format in your journal style, or if you are a beginner and you have no idea where to start, what types of conversations am I supposed to be having with myself while I journal, I want it to be a tool that you can use to explore your favorite way of journaling. And I'm gonna have different prompts, different pep talks, different activities and things that I have done that have really helped me connect with myself and come home to myself. And I want to make that available for all of you. So it's going to be available on Amazon and I'm going to be working on that throughout the month of June and TBD on when that launch date's going to be, but it will be available on Amazon strictly through Amazon. Do your thing, girl. You know what I'm saying? So those are the two big business corner amendments, so to speak. Business corner chats action items. I don't know. Whatever. You get it. Vibe check for the week. Um, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It has been as exhilarating as it's been. I am the textbook extroverted introvert where I have my fueling, my power st- sources and my fueling stations of social situations and things I need to do. And I love them so much. And I also very much need time to myself. To the point where, like, it might be an issue how much time I like to have by myself. But I don't think there's an issue there yet. Um, And I, it's just been a lot. Rounding out the school year is nonstop and you're pulled in a million different directions. My fellow teacher friends, I know you feel me on this. So in that regard, in, like, the Mr. Chico hat that I wear, 
it's just always something. And I feel like I can't keep my head above water in the end of school year chaos. So having the book launch happening and I really want to do the guided journal and I'm feeling really creative and I like to do this podcast and I like to be creative in all of these aspects because it is a part of self-care for me. It doesn't necessarily feel like work. It's so much more of a fueling of my soul to do all of the extra stuff. If I could just like make a full-time income on all the other stuff, I say that, but I do feel like I'm not ready to give up the Mr. Chico identity just yet. So it's just been a lot. It's been a lot and it's been exhilarating and exhausting all at the same time. And those Two things can exist. You can experience more than one thing at one time, which is going to be a topic because I really want to dive into it. And it's duality, baby. It's just where you can find such peace and grace. So with that said, also, guys, listen up, baddies. There is this TikTok. Now, don't get me wrong. I think that TikTok censorship is doing they're doing it wrong. They're doing it very, very wrong. Instead of censoring the uh, marginalized bodies and people of color and LGBTQ plus communities. Let's let's let them give them their voices and censor some of the stuff that maybe shouldn't be on TikTok. Like, I don't know, body cam footage of child murder. OK, let hear me out. Hear me out. I went into this TikTok spiral of this video I'm gonna give all of the trigger warnings right here because it's really really messed up so all of the trigger warnings of all of the things it's this video of a series of videos I should say of this 12 year old girl who kills her nine-year-old brother and he's awake when like he doesn't you know creep up like she's like it was not a surprise attack it's just like here I am and this is happening well I guess it is a surprise attack in that way however the body cam footage of all of this happening is all over TikTok and I don't know if that's the best and that's coming from somebody who loves true crime but I feel like out of respect for the children in the case and the family in the case and you know the peers that they go to school with and coworkers, and just I, I do feel like there's a level of censorship that should be happening in that realm because it's very horrific and this girl is obviously going through something that it's a side effect of some medication I think is what mom was saying allegedly I have to like put allegedly in here um because she wasn't on medication for mental health but this was like a side effect of that and she was like extremely obviously going into shock she had no idea what she just did she snapped right out of it she was very compliant with everything that the cops were asking her and that she needed it's it's a lot it's a lot for sure but I don't know if anybody else saw that it's in Tulsa Oklahoma and nothing against Tulsa Oklahoma but after being such a true crime junkie head, I feel like a lot of shit goes down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you are from Tulsa, Oklahoma, by any chance, can you like tell me about what your lived experiences is like there? Because from the media side of things, it's looking like it's kind of scary. Like, is it that scary or is this just how the media is portraying Tulsa, Oklahoma to be in the true crime realm of life? If you saw it, let me know because ugh, it is... It's rough. It, like, give, gave me a pit in my stomach. I definitely had to go watch, like, old school 90s Hey Arnold before falling asleep. 
Following on the same realm of social media, I also saw a video. It's a reel on Instagram. And this couple did, for research purposes, had sex in an MRI machine because they wanted to see what it looked like. Like, what does sex look like on the inside? <laughs> Listen. Yeah, you heard me right. Yes. Yes, correct. What is happening on the inside when you are less like, the thing, a thing, a thing, a thing, a thing. When you are popping it, pop, lock, and dropping it, put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. What is happening on the inside? Let's talk about it. I would be so curious. Would you rather? If you've been around here a while, you know my love for a would you rather. And my friend Katie messaged me as I, after I sent her the reel. She was like, would you rather watch yourself from the outside or watch yourself from the inside? Hands down inside. I want to see what's happening. I'm way too curious. Let me see how we're doing. Let me see what is happening all, all up in there, you know? So my question to you is, would you rather watch yourself from the outside or from the inside? Also, I have a lot of logistical questions. Like, were they telling them what positions to be in to get optimal research data? Were they, you know, watch it, like talking them through it? Did anyone get hurt in the process? Because those MRI machines are not large. I don't know how they were able to really get. A, did the size of the MRI machine hinder the results of the research because you couldn't do as much in an MRI machine as you would? in not in an MRI machine. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah, that's what that was what was in my scroll, in my zone, and that's the vibe of the week currently. In in my catch up. Your turn. Tell me all about it. And I seriously want to know. I like I said there in the beginning, there's no such thing as TMI here. I really want to know how you're doing. How's your week been? No, like really though. I've also been trying to practice when someone asks me how I'm doing. Not just saying like, oh, I'm good. How are you? Like you're going to ask, you're going to get an honest answer and it might make you feel weird, but don't ask a question if you don't want the answer, you know, like let's normalize not being okay. And then also expressing that we're not okay when we're asked how we're doing. Like, I'm not going to tell you everything sunshine and rainbows when I feel like my insides want to be on my outsides and I'm having trouble controlling my nervous system and I'm having a lot of sensory issues right now. Like I'm, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you know that shit's not, not good. Um, there's no way to segue into this. However, I will say thank you so much to everybody who responded to my question box on Instagram about some topics that you were interested in me talking about or that you felt like you needed some guidance on. And the fact that you looked at my ass to do it, I really appreciate you for that. And a large majority of you are saying that you're struggling with body image and that you just feel like you need some body image chats. And I love this topic. This is one of the pillars of my favorite things to discuss because I think it is so important and it's still a continuation and an ever-changing journey of my own. So I'd like to share my experiences with you all in the journey. And I do, I am curious about why this topic came up so much right now. And I think it's because the summertime's popping off. We're starting to think about maybe not covering up as much in clothing, getting out of our comfort zone in that regard. We're having more skin showing and that just gets us in our own head sometimes. Myself included, bitch. Don't get it twisted. Since it's been a while since I've really had a really deep body image talk, let's get the fuck into it. So I'm going to start with this, okay? I want you to be, there's a, a method to the madness. I always tell my students this and they get so annoyed by it. But there is a method to the madness. And I'm going to ask you this question. And I want you to be really honest with yourself. 
We're, and with me. Let me know. I don't care. Um, what? Check yourself right now. How are you taking up space right now in this moment while you're listening to me talk? Are you looking like you are in a position where you're trying to make yourself smaller physically? Like you are maybe sitting in an uncomfortable chair or you're sitting in the car and it's not quite comfortable? Or are you just spread out, tucked away, and feeling like you are taking up the space that you need to feel comfortable in your body right now in this moment? Because I will tell you what, full disclosure, I change before I record all my episodes. For a while, I really was influenced and felt like I had to show up in a certain way to record and it was not making me feel great in my body and I will get changed. I am in my female, my lady briefs, lady boxer briefs, guys, I should have mentioned this before. Lady boxer briefs are my new favorite thing. They are just so comfortable. I lounge around the house in them constantly. I hate pants. They are leg prisons and I am sitting in my lady boxer briefs and my favorite very much loved and worn in tank top. Because that's where I feel comfortable. I feel like I'm myself. I feel like my body is comfortable. I am not sitting in an uncomfortable position. And this, these are the little moments where I feel like we need to really become more aware of our bodies and how we are taking up space in the world. Because when your consciousness is connected to what your body is doing physically and how it feels in the sensory of it all and how your nervous system is responding to those senses, you start to develop and become way more aware of your body throughout this whole process. Now, what I'm about to say is said with so much love and compassion. I will give this disclaimer that I am not a doctor. I don't claim to be and I definitely don't play one on TV. Everybody's lived experience and the relationship with their body is so unique to them that I'm really going to try my best to speak from a standpoint that I feel like a majority of people can understand. So I might be speaking more generally, but I feel like you'll be able to connect with it. And I can sit up here and I can say all these things and you can be listening to everything that I'm saying But ultimately, if you don't put anything into practice and you don't practice getting really uncomfortable with that radical self-honesty, your body image and your relationship that you have with yourself and your body is never going to change. And I had to learn that the hard way. I tried every loophole to get around not admitting the really hard truths about myself or the reasons why I have this poor relationship with my body. And until I really addressed that, I was going to struggle or there was just going to be more darkness than light in the way that I approach life in the skin that I'm in. So I just want to give that little tidbit in there because I think it's really important that we feel like sometimes we need to like, oh, I I need to personally develop myself just more. I'm just going to keep absorbing this information. And that's an excellent standpoint. I didn't even know personal development was a thing until I started doing this work. But you can personal development yourself all day, every day. But if you're not putting things into action, then you're not going to see real authentic change. You'll just see people who are regurgitating information. And it's pretty obvious when those people are not putting it into practice. So um, it's just something to be aware of maybe as you're listening. And And in the beginning of my journey, I will say that I thought that I really just had to tell myself I loved myself, which please do. I feel like we should all practice speaking kindly. But oftentimes self-love and body love and body confidence and all these things, that feels really hard when you're starting out. And it also feels really hard when you're really stuck 
and you're just feeling like you are in the quicksand of self-hatred in your body and that you can't just like talk yourself about self-love you know I love myself that's not going to get you out of that quicksand but what will get you out of the quicksand is kindness and I have found that one of the most powerful things and it's so simple that when I need to remind myself and jolt myself out of it by telling myself when love feels too hard choose kindness this is something that has been so powerful in a shift with my relationship and body image because oftentimes love is going to feel really hard you're not going to love how you look every day you're not going to love how you look maybe for like a couple weeks at a time or a couple months at a time but it is easier to choose kindness. We can always choose kindness. And oftentimes, kindness doesn't mean just inauthentic affirmations that you're really not believing because you're just talking yourself and hoping for this miracle shift. It's not going to happen that way. Sometimes kindness is just choosing not to talk shit on yourself. Do Choose to not say these things to yourself. And you can also practice neutrality in this way too, where I don't need to have any thoughts about my body in this moment. And I'm going to get into this a little bit too, that body image is not necessarily having to do with your body at all. It's not, there's nothing wrong with your body. And as you kind of navigate the ebbs and flows of this, I will say that the same issues I had in my body at my largest are the same issues I had in my body when I was the smallest. If not, it was exponentially more enhanced when I was at my smallest. And as you ebb and flow, it's so easy for us to default back to our bodies that our bodies are the issue because we are living in a society where we told where we're told what bodies are valued, what bodies are desired, what bodies are considered beautiful and more important. However, those systems thrive on our self-hatred. So when we are able to take agency over our bodies, we slowly rebuild a new foundation of home within ourselves. So when you become more aware of what systems are built upon your self-hatred and how disconnected you feel from your body you start to want to fight back you start to want to you know reprogram yourself in these ways and when you do that you learn that your body was never the issue right now your body as much as you want to roll your eyes at me stop it I can already see it happening your body is not the issue we need to connect back with being human and we take so much focus and blame onto our bodies when it's really just us having a human experience and those outward circumstances and the way that we're feeling, it's nothing to blame on our bodies. We're just very quick to do that because it's easier to focus on our bodies than it is to focus on all of those extrinsic circumstances that are making us feel like shit. So how do we do that, Beck? What are we, what are we doing? How do I start? Well, for starters, yes, the language that you use and the thoughts that you have about your body are very much important. And reprogramming that takes a very long time. And becoming aware of when you start to swoop back into that old thought pattern is very important to be able to snap yourself back out of it. However, you will find that I re- the reason why I asked you in the beginning of this episode, um, take note as to what your body language is. How are you taking up space right now? When you become more aware of your body language and how you are sitting and how you are taking up space in the world, you start to kind of, it opens up the doors of conversation that you can have with yourself and your body. Are you sitting like you're balled up and like trying to make yourself as small as you can? Are you sitting in a way that you're hoping no one else is hearing because you are, you know, you got your AirPods in and you're just sitting in the pedicure chair and maybe you are looking uncomfortable there? Or are you really sitting comfortably and you're not afraid to take up space? You deserve to take up space. 
in a world that is going to tell you to take up less space, please choose to take up more because you deserve it. You do not need to make yourself small in physical body or mind or soul or spirit or voice in all of these ways. It's not just your body. That's just the easiest way to target ourselves that we have to feel like, okay, physically I need to be smaller. But what you're also telling yourself is that now you're also smaller in soul, smaller in mind, and smaller in your voice. And you deserve to live so much more out loud in such a way that and becoming more aware of our bodies and our language and how we are sitting is really just a very simple way to kind of check in with yourself. And it's really helped me. Like, am I sitting like I'm very uncomfortable right now? Oh, that might be why I'm feeling really uncomfortable in my body right now. And when you're able to connect to your senses more, like your nervous system, your senses in your body, and you kind of have those conversations with yourself, you start to have more positive experiences. And this can start something so small, like listening to hunger cues. And I know that that's really hard for people that are in eating disorder recovery or have struggled with eating disorders. So I don't say this lightly and I don't say it as if it's the most easy thing in the world, but paying attention to your hunger cues, like, okay, my body is telling me it's hungry. I'm going to eat something. When my body is telling me it's tired, I am going to choose rest. And being able to just listen to these little cues, the quiet ones and the ones that we often are so quick to neglect because we have X, Y, and Z to do or we're feeling like we have a poor relationship with food, so now I'm feeling guilty to listen to my hunger cues. You are always deserving of food, especially when your body is asking for it. And what you'll learn is we are just as connected to those senses as we are to the thoughts that we have about those parts of our body. So when you are listening to your hunger cue and you your thought immediately goes to, and I'm speaking from personal experience on this, so I'm going to use the I statements. When I would feel like my body is telling me I was hungry, but I felt guilty because I had already eaten something or I felt guilty over the food that I ate because I was putting a moral value on that food and then I felt guilty that my body was telling me it was hungry. Really, it was just teaching me how to p- properly fuel it. Like, If your body is a car and you're not fueling it with the right gas or you're not fueling it with gasoline at all, it's not going to run and it's going to break down on you and it's going to make you really pissed off. And our bodies are exactly the same. If I am choosing something that's maybe not as sustainable for me, then yeah, I'm going to get hungry again and it's okay to then eat again. And this is a big There's a whole spectrum of things. I'm not saying it's as simple as that. I know that there are so many different avenues and things that you need to work on in order to feel better about doing that. And there's other feelings that are that come with navigating relationships with food. But strictly speaking, from a body image standpoint, I have found that really connecting with myself in those ways and when my thoughts come up that are not kind in those circumstances where I'm just asking my body is literally asking for basic levels of respect and and care And paying attention to those first and then also paying attention to the thoughts I have when my body is giving me those cues and getting more comfortable with acknowledging those cues. Mick, I got you, girl. Like, let's go rest. Let's unplug for a minute. I don't need to be doing this right now. Um, And choosing rest and choosing food over restriction and, you know, not allowing myself to eat when my body is telling me it needs more fuel or not allowing myself to rest when my body is telling me it needs rest. These are all those little moments that lead up to way bigger moments and the thoughts that you have that follow up those cues that your body is giving you are also so important. Um, I was listening to a podcast and I forget where I even heard it from. I'm sure it was We Can Do Hard Things because 
I just love that one so much. But um, she had somebody on and they were talking about like when your foot falls asleep. They were using this example in an episode and I thought it was so interesting. When your foot falls asleep, you become you don't really realize it's happening until you feel those pins and needles in your foot. And you're like, oh, I have a foot. I have my body is telling me I need to move to like circulate the blood and get the blood flowing. It's really those things. Your body is just always talking to you and it's not always to talk shit on you. You're doing that. Your thoughts are doing that. Your mind is doing that. And practicing that thought replacement in those little moments is so important because our bodies are going to change. There are probably clothes that you want to wear this season that maybe didn't fit you last season, whether they're too big or too small. Guess what? Either way, it doesn't fucking matter because our bodies are not meant to fit into certain clothes our clothes are meant to fit our bodies so if clothes don't serve you anymore get rid of it you you aren't any less of a human being or any less beautiful and important and worthy just because those jean shorts don't fit you anymore just this season oh I need to change up my shorts and it can be as simple as that it's not the spiral of which I used to have so much. And oftentimes I still do catch myself in these moments of these jean shorts don't fit anymore. I must have been acting like shit this year. I really didn't take care of myself. Why? Maybe it means that I did take care of myself. Maybe you not fitting into your pants last year means that you chose to maybe change up a medication that's going to better help your mental health. And as a side effect, your body is going to change. I think that we can all agree that we would rather have a more stable mind and a changed body because of that. And, you know, if you don't, then maybe that's something we got to figure out. But ultimately, if you are taking care of yourself, your body is going to change in any season because the things that we need in life and the things that we need to take care of ourselves and our senses and the way that our bodies need and our minds need it is going to change season to season and life to life because our bodies are not meant to stay the same which is probably also why you are sitting here and maybe you're looking at old photos and you are looking at maybe your 20-year-old self and being like, oh my God, I can't believe I thought so badly about myself and how I looked then I'm beautiful. Or your 20-year-old self was also looking at your 15-year-old self and saying the same thing. And your 30-year-old self is looking at your, you know, like it just goes on and on and on through life. And ultimately, I think that that's just a testament that our bodies are never the problem. It's always how we're thinking about it and how we are connecting with the sensory triggers that it's sending to us to talk to us and the way that we are connecting with our our nervous systems. I mentioned a little bit about voice before and I just want to I want this episode to kind of encourage you to think about body image in a new way and not necessarily the thoughts that you're having about your body, but just how much of a human experience your body is offering and letting you have. So our bodies are also our voices and we use them both outwardly and inwardly. Outward and inward. You get, I don't think I said that right, but I think you get it. So how we vocalize out loud and what we think to ourselves and the conversations that we have with ourselves are how we are showing up for ourselves. So how are you showing up for yourself? How are you speaking up? When, even if your voice is shaky, trust me, as a recovering people pleaser, my voice oftentimes still does shake because although I have gotten a lot more comfortable in speaking up for myself and doing so, I've been really practicing leading with more love in when confrontation comes up that even sometimes my voice will shake a little bit. And that doesn't isn't a sign of weakness. It's a sign of courage, actually, because I am replacing times where I would make myself small and quiet just to try and keep the peace 
when it would really create a war inside myself, I'm using that and I'm using my voice as a way to build a better body image because your voices are part of your body. And when you see injustices happening both in society and injustices when it comes to our lives and our lived experiences with ourselves, speaking up on that is how you become more confident and more aware and having a better positive relationship with your body. Um, because the people we surround ourselves with too. All of these things are things that make us so human, but also affect the relationship that we have with our bodies. And as you become more aware of these connections and how they're all firing thoughts and energy back and forth towards ourselves and our lived experiences in the outward life, we learn that it really had nothing to do with our bodies. And they were never the problem. It was so many other areas of life that I felt like I wasn't taking care of myself that having a better relationship and feeling confident and at home within myself was a secondary effect to all of these other things. And it was really never about my body. And I know I keep saying that, but I think that it just always comes back to that reminder that when it's all of those outside influences and the discord and the sensory that dictate our default, when you have a poor relationship with our bodies, then it's going to make us feel like we're not enough and not worthy and small in every other aspect of our lives. And this is one of my favorite tips because when you check your social situations and the conversations that you are surrounding yourself with and maybe you are actively participating in, check yourself, check your circle, check your scroll, especially your scroll. Reset that algorithm because our algorithms are out to get us. And I mean that like, yes, it's kind of funny and it sounds really dramatic, but it's true. If you are searching what the next diet is going to be or how you can lose 10 pounds before tomorrow, that's going to be what your feed is. If you are at, are you if you're searching for body confidence or you're searching for positive body image or you're searching for these things, your scroll is going to reformat. And you can mute, unfollow, anything you need. I used to really think, up until very recently, to be honest, that muting and blocking felt mean, like I was a mean girl for doing that, when ultimately it was how I was keeping the peace within myself. If I am constantly seeing reshares of um, people or conversations that aren't making me feel great in my body, you have every right to have that block button or mute button ready to go if, if you need. Because you need, you deserve to keep that peace within yourself. And yes, and that's in a social media standpoint, but the same goes for social situations that you're physically in or emotionally in outside of the scroll and in real time. If you are paying attention to your body and you're having a conversation or you're in a social situation where all of a sudden you start feeling like you're being disrespectful towards your body or your body is not being viewed as worthy or important, you are worth exploring what that's going to look like and what those environments and relationships are going to look like for you. And you also have the agency to remove yourself from that situation. You have every right to bow out when you need, when you start feeling like, oh, you know what? I'm really not feeling good in my body when we're having this conversation. When I am surrounded personally in conversations of everybody want, talking about summer bodies, those don't exist. You have a body and it's summertime and then you have a summer body and that's it. Everything else is just outside noise that's trying to make you feel differently. So I know that personally when I'm surrounded 
in conversations where the bodies are even just a topic of conversation at all. Like, please, life is so much more interesting. The people around you are doing so many more important things and are going through some way more important shit that like how your genes fit or like how you moved your body or how many calories you burned and how you earned your treat is those are all conversations that I quite literally will not entertain. And that's also where I've been practicing using my voice because yes, it might be a little awkward at first, but maybe somebody else needs to hear what you have to say. And if you are saying like, you know what, can we talk about literally anything else? Because you don't have to earn food. You just have to, it's just there. There's no moral value to it. So can we talk about something else? Or, you know, I really don't like talking about this. It makes me feel really uncomfortable in my body. Let's, and then ask the question, prompt another avenue of a conversation. Those are little moments where I found that I was choosing kindness and I was building confidence within my body just in those moments and none of those moments had to do with my body they all had to do with me choosing a different avenue of what I was experiencing outside of myself that was helping me come home and honor myself inwardly as well inwardly I don't like that word and I keep using it and in those experiences our bodies are always talking to us we just need to be willing to listen And what is it really telling you? Is it really telling you that your body is wrong in that situation? Or is your body uncomfortable and your nervous system activated because it doesn't feel true and it doesn't feel right and it just, it feels like disrespect and it feels like you're being disloyal to yourself? Because really, those two things can be very easily mixed up. Like blaming your body and feeling like your body is wrong or is your body just telling you that you're feeling disrespected and you're feeling like your body doesn't feel safe in this moment maybe. Safe to have this conversation or comfortable in this conversation. Those two feelings can be very easily misunderstood. So really listen to what your body and your nervous system are actually trying to tell you because they're always going to be trying to take care of you. Your body is never going to be trying to give you signals that are going to want you to hate it. No, your body is your home. So it's always going to want you to feel safe and loving in it. And you deserve that. Now, with all of that said, it is also very unrealistic to think that having a positive body image or a positive relationship with our bodies is always going to be consistent or correlated with feeling beautiful and loving toward our bodies because that's just not always the case. And you can be the most confident person in the world and feel at peace with your body and like let your chi-chis fly twerk in a handstand all you want but there's going to be times where you're you're really struggling with your feeling comfortable in your body especially as humans that go through a menstrual cycle we are every week to week day to day a few days at a time we are on this roller coaster and our bodies are always going to be changing to take care of ourselves through our cycles so that's just another example of how we need to really get comfortable with listening to what our bodies are actually trying to tell us because it's not their fault. The bodies are always trying to take care of us. So for example, I'm going to give you some tangible things because I always hate when I would do this type of listening. I'm like, okay, this is great, but like what else can I do? So we talked about the conversations that you can have and ways to maybe navigate or be more aware of what your body is telling you in those moments. Um, However, also if you're feeling anxious, moving your body, If you're feeling stressed, dancing it out. I say, um, like, pants off, dance off, rack, like, just explore your body and all the ways it moves when you're listening to music that you love or 
speaking those songs that you love to sing about other people, start singing them back to yourself emotionally. And that might sound really silly. And it also probably is going to feel really silly when you first do it. But now it's my favorite form of self-care to dance around, listen to music that fuels me and makes me feel good. And in that same respect, starting to sing all those love songs and confidence songs back to myself because we're so program to want to cheer everybody else on but ultimately you have every right to flip that script and sing it right back to yourself those lyrics can also hit home inside of you as it would be when you want to hype up your best friend so having those types of experiences with your body also helps build a positive body self-image and just knowing that when it gets hard and when you feel like you're just having that day you give yourself that day you don't have to live in it That's not necessarily a truth. It's just what you're experiencing that day. So, okay, I'm feeling really bloated and uncomfortable in my body today. My body's not the problem. It's just what I'm feeling today. And allowing that to know or allowing that truth to exist that it's just a feeling and they are going to flow through us and allowing those feelings to happen. And what is going to be the truth in that, though? The truth is like, wow, we are feeling really uncomfortable today. Today is just a day and I'm going to let myself have it and I'm going to do the things that I know make me feel good and if that means putting on my baggy t-shirt for some emotional support clothing and listening to music and just maybe staying away from the scroll, staying away from the mirror, I'm not telling you to avoid it because those are very different things, but it's okay to feel like I can't do mirror work today. I need to reach back into my toolkit and do some other things that make me feel good about myself and maybe that's a Netflix binge maybe that's watching your favorite show or listening to your music and staying off social media because when you are feeling this way and you are deep in the scroll you are way more likely to compare yourself and feel like shit about yourself than if you were just to allow yourself to have these feelings really get into it with yourself and choose kindness And like I said, that choose kindness might be journaling like a love letter to yourself about all of the things that you love about yourself that have nothing to do with the way that you look. Or it might look like just tuning everything out. And sometimes we really need to do that. And not as an avoidance strategy, just as a, I don't have the capacity for all of that right now. I just need to be with me. I just need to practice talking to myself and leading with love in this way. And maybe that's writing a letter to my future self like, hey, We're going to get through this. We're just having ourselves a moment. We all deserve to have them. We're going to have them multiple times throughout even a week or even a day and just allowing it to flow. It's all flow. You are all on this wave of life and it's going to look like it's crashing sometimes and then sometimes it's going to look like it's really calm waters, but your body is going to be the one to carry you through all both of those things when the waters get really rocky and stormy and when it's calm as can be. You and your body are connected and you are here to carry you through it all. And that in and of itself, the fact that it is here for your sole purpose is enough to show it some care and not feel like you have to constantly be at war with it because you're never going to find yourself living your happiest life if you are just constantly at war with yourself. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it really is a battle, but you deserve to fight it. You deserve to honor it and move through it. Because you will. You always do, just like you always have. And this is also your summertime reminder that as the sun is getting warmer and you are going to want to 
have some rooftop cocktails or go to the beach or the pool and be in your bathing suit. You deserve all of that. No one is paying attention to your body as much as you are because everybody else is worried about their own bodies and their own shit. So you don't have to cover up to eat your meal, especially when it's really hot out. You don't need to cover up to move and walk on the beach. Like your body deserves to feel that sun. And that's, that can be such a source of joy and refuel and just a charging station for yourself. And you don't, you don't need to deprive yourself of any of that just because of your body. Sure. Sometimes. Yeah. You know, I need the cover up today. I'm not feeling it, but feeling like you're lived experience and you're robbing yourself of joy on your beach day because you are worried about your body and that's being the focus of your thoughts flip that script shake it off do something that you know is going to make you feel good maybe you need to accessorize get yourself a beautiful beach hat that makes you feel great and strut your stuff or just having that that nice beach hat on while you're just sitting and existing and enjoying the sound of the waves both are okay and you're going to probably experience both maybe in the same day or the same hour But either way, you deserve to take up space on that beach. You deserve to be there. And you are worthy in any stage that you are at. And navigating it all, it's all flow, baby. It is all flow. The waves and the waters are going to feel a little rocky at times. But you are your own lifeboat. And you can build your own lifeboat by exploring life and what is going to make you feel good. And getting really in tune with what your body is sensing and what your nervous system is trying to tell you. And you will quickly realize Well, maybe not quickly, but you will realize over time that it's never your body's fault and it's always worthy of love and respect and kindness. So I hope that this episode brought you some peace or maybe just offered you a different outlook in ways that you can communicate with your body or explore your human existence and your human experience from a different standpoint that isn't so focused on what your body is looking like. And it's always talking to us. So we just got to listen, babe. We just got to listen. Anyway. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this helped you. Don't forget, shake your ass. Go be great.